and mercy to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The text is the Gospel from John 3. Please be seated. Well, brothers and sisters, this is quite a rabbi-to-rabbi chat that we have here in John 3. But however, at the moment, Rabbi Nicodemus, he doesn't have a clue. He has no idea that Rabbi Jesus is the promised son of Abraham. That Jesus is, in fact, the one through whom all the nations and all the peoples on the earth are blessed that Jesus is indeed the Savior of the world, promised Abraham, and the promise that good old Abraham believed. To Pharisee Nicodemus, Jesus is a fantastic teacher on the block who needs to be vetted, scrutinized, or evaluated. The headlines, of course, and the stories about Jesus went something like this. He turns water into wine. He makes the lame to walk. Demons flee in his presence, and lepers are cured. And so far, it's a remarkable resume. Nicodemus puts it captain obviously. No one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And then, of course, we learn in the text that Rabbi Pharisee Nicodemus must have had something else on his mind, a very weighty topic, a salvational topic, like what must I do to inherit eternal life? I say that because Jesus is the one who brings it up. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Every Pharisee, seriously, every Pharisee was eagerly awaiting God's kingdom of salvation to come. Now I've got to back up for just a brief moment because I can't help myself. Did you notice in the text that Nicodemus makes an appointment with Jesus at what time? At night. This is absolutely huge. Why? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. Because in the Bible, night is the hour when no one can work. Do you remember in the creation week of Genesis that God speaks and he works during the day, but the hours between evening and morning, that's silent. In the Bible, the people that walk in the dark or the night stumble and fall, like, like Judas Iscariot, who loved money and betrayed Jesus at night. So the point here in John 3 is that Nicodemus is in the dark about who Jesus is. Scripture, you know, teaches that by our own reason or strength, we cannot believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord, and that we can't even come to him on our own. And so we too, before our conversion, we were like Nicodemus, spiritually, in the dark of sin and death. And so Jesus, what did he have to do? He had to open our eyes, our minds, and our hearts. Jesus had to faith us. Jesus had to give us the eyes of faith in order to see that he is the light and the life that's been shining on us all along. And so in the text, little by little, Jesus pries open the closed mind and hardened heart of Nicodemus. That's why Jesus says, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yes, you heard that correctly. Born again. Another way to translate it is born from above. 
In the dark, Nicodemus doesn't get it. He thinks that he has to jump back into his mother's womb and gestate for nine months. Old men born again? That's crazy talk! If you're in the dark. Jesus has more to say. He pushes and clinches his point. In other words, one is born again or one is born from above when one is born of water and of the Spirit. And that's how you enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. Do you get it, Nicodemus? The point is this. To be born of flesh is to be born from below. As we are all born from below, as children of a fallen Adam. If you are flesh, then you are born from below, of the flesh, a dead in your sin sinner. But to be born of the spirit is to be born spiritually from above or born again. And that's spelled what? F-A-I-T-H. And not just spirit, but water and the Holy Spirit. After all, the Holy Spirit in Scripture is never alone, remember? Like, for example, in the beginning, do you remember that? The Holy Spirit hovered over what? The face of the watery deep. So water and Holy Spirit at the first creation? Any Old Testament teacher, especially Nicodemus, would know that. And when there's new creation going on, water and spirit. The Holy Spirit teaches in Scripture that spiritual things are given to those who are born from above or born again. These things are spiritually discerned, as the Apostle Paul put it in 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Natural people born of flesh, born of Adam, cannot comprehend spiritual things. They cannot on their own know God. They cannot on their own believe in Jesus Christ, let alone come to him. These are heavenly things, and we are earthly creatures. We can't reach up to God. God has to reach down to us. And as Jesus says in the text, no one has gone up into heaven except who? The one who has come down from heaven, namely the Son of Man, Jesus. He's the eternal word that took on flesh, the only begotten Son of the Father, and he has reached all the way down to us in order to, to convert us and save us. God so loved the world this way, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God the Father did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through our Lord's Good Friday death. And so Jesus says in the text, as Moses lifted up the bronze snake, so Jesus came to be lifted up on the cross, so that by his death, Jesus himself has become the antidote to death. So that by his death on the cross, he is the anti-serum to the sting of death and the source of eternal life for those who believe in him. Well, the kingdom of God that Nicodemus looked for has come in Jesus and in him alone. To enter into that kingdom is not a matter of our choice, our decisions, our good behavior, or anything else that we might do or not do. It's a matter of being miraculously given a divine gift of second birth, of a new being and a new identity. You must be born from above, not from below, of flesh, but from above, of water and the Holy Spirit. You must become something altogether different, a new creation, spelled F-A-I-T-H. 
This means dying and rising in Jesus. It means being reborn and rebirthed in Jesus. And that's the work, that's the gift of the Holy Spirit through water and the word. Interestingly, Nicodemus, later on in John's Gospel, he comes out of the woodwork two more times. As a member of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish Supreme Court, Nicodemus did something very bold. He defended Jesus among his peers in John chapter 7. You can read this later on your own. Again, that was a bold public move. He was risking everything by doing that. And then in an even bolder move, Nicodemus put his neck on the line once again when he brought, incredibly, a 75 pounds of myrrh and aloes to bury Jesus properly with Joseph of Arimathea. Where was Peter? Where were the rest of the apostles? But Nicodemus steps up to the plate. The point, the Holy Spirit had converted Nicodemus miraculously and against his will. He became a believer, a faither, a new creation, born again, born from above. As a believer in Jesus, then, Nicodemus became a child of God. He was reborn, not of blood or by his own willpower, as the first chapter of John says, but rather by what? Born of God. Born of water and spirit, John 3. Born from anew. Born from above. Brothers and sisters, you too are children of God. You are born anew, born from above, born by water and the Holy Spirit, reborn in holy baptism. St. Paul tells you this in Titus 3 when he, told, he tells you God saved you through the washing of, washing of, rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. That's baptism. So like Abraham and Canaan, like Nicodemus among his own people, you are all now called out to be God's people, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's treasured possession. This is your identity in the world. This is who you are. You are a child of God. You are a priest of God. You are an heir of eternal life. And this now shapes your thinking, your doing, your being. This defines you over and against all the ways that the world wants to define who you are. God has given you a new identity, a new life in Christ Jesus. You are his beloved children. Remember that, brothers and sisters, when sin, death, and the devil cause you to doubt that. Remember that in the night, that dark night of your own soul, the night of doubt and despair, and maybe even disbelief, the night when there is nothing or no one but Jesus, who promises that he is Savior for you. Jesus reigns as your king. He gives you the eternal benefits of his kingdom, even now. So come to his kingdom of God's supper today, wherein he bestows the forgiveness that he won for you on the cross. Bread, body, wine, blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Living in the family as children of God, born again. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.